Welcome to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley Young, pianist, instructor, and business coach, and I'm here to help you dream big about what your studio could be if you are willing to open your mind and level up your business skills. I'm going to share the tangible strategies that I've learned for streamlining and scaling your studio so that you can align your business to work for your life instead of letting your business control your life. I am so happy that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome in today to another episode of The Prosperous Piano Teacher. If you are new around here, I'm Ashley, and I am feeling so pumped and energized for today's episode. I love talking about studio policies. Uh, And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to unleash the true and immense power of your studio policy. And if you hear a lot of passion in my voice, it's because this is a topic that I am so, so passionate about. I was really, really lucky very early on when I started teaching. Um, If you listen to episode one, then you heard a little bit of my story. But if not, I started teaching right when I started college. I did my undergraduate and graduate degree in classical piano performance. And I was so lucky to get hooked up with a teacher in my undergraduate degree that saw that I was at the time a server in a restaurant. And she was like, no, you are not going to do that start a studio, start teaching. You're going to make so much better money. And you're also going to learn so much more about your craft. And it's going to be a way better way for you to spend your time. And I'm so grateful for her. Um, Her name was Dorothea Cromley. Shout out to Dorothea. She's amazing. And um, for pushing me to do that because I gained so much teaching knowledge in my undergraduate degree that carried me forward um, to when I opened up my full-time studio when I was done with school. But One of the really cool things about her pushing me to open up a studio and start teaching in college is she didn't just like throw me out on my own. She really helped me define some of my early business practices. And that is really what a studio policy is your business practices. And we're going to dive in and, and really go deep on the topic of a studio policy. But at it at its base, a studio policy is one of the most important assets of your business because a studio policy lays the foundation for how people treat you in your business. That's right. I know I just packed a punch there, but we're going to dive a little more into the details of that. But as a sneak peek, if you feel like you're being treated unfairly in your business, chances are your studio policy needs some revising. So let's go ahead and let's dive in. In today's episode, I'm going to share three reasons with you why your studio policy is so powerful. I'm going to tell you uh, three of the most common issues that I see with studio policies um, that teachers have often in their studio. And then I'm going to give you three tips to fully unleash the power of your studio policy. Okay, so let's dive in and let's talk about why a studio policy is powerful. So the first reason is because it is one of the very first things that your clients see, ideally. (laughs) Ideally, you have one, and ideally, you give it to your clients or your potential students early on in the process. Um, And because it is the very first thing or one of the very first things that your clients see, it sets the expectations on both sides about what the experience is going to be like. So when you send people a copy of your studio policy or go over your studio policy with new students, you are showing them, telling them, and teaching them how you do business, how you run your business, and also how seriously you take your business. So if your teaching philosophy, I'm sorry, if your studio policy is like just kind of thrown together haphazardly, 
that's going to reflect on how you do business. Your students are going to see that and they're going to see that maybe you don't take your business super seriously. I mean, and that may or may not be true, but if your studio policy isn't reflecting how serious you take your business, it's not going, you know, that's not going to be seen by your potential students. Um, another reason that your studio policy is so powerful is because it can either work in your favor to save you time and make you more money, or it can create a lot of headaches. And it all has to do with how you handle the studio policy. When do you send it to people? What format are you giving it to them? And how are you ensuring that they read the studio policy? And then how are you enforcing the things that are on the studio policy? Um, I have seen examples of studio policies that are so tight and communicated so well that you know these teachers genuinely don't have issues in their studio. Um, I've seen studio policies that are really loosey goosey and not very clear in communication and teachers with policies like that are generally having a lot of repeated conversations. They're having a lot of, um, energy being drained from them because they're having to have the same conversations over and over again. And they're having to have conversations that, it, that they don't want to be having, right? Like really uncomfortable conversations repeatedly. So um, this kind of segues nicely into the most common issues. So if you don't have a studio policy, one, that is a, a, a big, huge issue. Make a studio policy. Point blank, you must have a studio policy. Another issue is that people will make their studio policy once and then not revisit it. And this is a huge mistake because your studio policy is like a living, breathing document. And I am of the opinion that anytime you have a conversation that you don't want to have with a parent or with someone in your studio, that's a really good little red flag of like, pull open your document of your studio policy and add a new policy in there. Right. And that's what I did when I first started my business. Anytime I had to have a conversation with a parent about like their payment being late or the way I do billing or the way, you know, makeup lessons work. Anytime I had to have those conversations, I always looked back to my studio policy to see, is there a way that I could word this better or make it more clear or include something else in this section of my policy so that I don't have to continue having these conversations. So revising your studio policy at least every year when you are ideally increasing your rates is a must do, but you're also welcome to revise it at any point. It is living and breathing. So it doesn't matter how many students you currently have in your studio, you can at any point revise the policy and any new students, you give them that new policy. And then each year I would actually, when I was teaching privately, I would have my students re-sign the studio policy every single year because it did slightly change. The rate would increase. And also there were usually some other changes as well. And so I needed not only new students to be agreeing to the studio policy, but also all of my students that were already in my studio got into this habit of revisiting the studio policy every year and making sure they understood what was changing from year to year. Now, another issue, um, the third most common issue that I see with studio policies is that uh, people will not make it easy for parents to read and not make sure that the parents do read it and actually sign it. And one of the ways that I solve that problem is by making parents sign the studio policy. So you can ensure that they read it in a variety of different ways. You know, you can make it a form where they actually, that's what I did. They actually have to like submit each section of the form in order to be able to sign it at the end and lessons can't start until that is done. Um, you could also sit with them and go over it and make them sign it while you are watching them. Um, I find that having it as a digital form worked so well because parents would um, have no problem doing that on their own time and returning it to me. But it is, essential that your 
clients, that your parents, that the people in your studio are reading your policy and understanding your policy. And it's also important that they're able to ask questions about the policy before they sign on in your studio or before they sign it. And that way there are no miscommunications and they are very clear about the expectations from the very beginning stages. All right, so let's talk about some tips to unleash the power of your studio policy. Um, the first tip that I have for you uh, is to think about your studio policy as a business asset, okay? Your studio policy allows you to make things about the business and to depersonalize it. So an example of this would be when, let's say you get an email from a parent saying um, they can't make it to tonight's lesson and they're really hoping that you can schedule a makeup lesson for them. And when I first started teaching, <laughs> these kind of emails would freak me out so much. And I would instantly panic because it would be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, do I have time in my schedule? Let me look, maybe I can move, maybe I can skip my yoga class or maybe I can, you know, cancel this date with my boyfriend or whatever it is. Like you, I would instantly try to panic and try to rearrange my life to accommodate the makeup lessons for people in my studio. And I was personalizing it, right? Because it felt like if I said no, that I was personally turning down someone because I personally did not make time for them in my schedule. However, I learned, I got a little bit wiser and um, I came to think of my business as separate from myself. And the studio policy allowed me to do that because then what you can say is instead of, I don't have time in my personal schedule for makeup lessons, you can say as per the policy, for the studio, the studio doesn't do makeup lessons. And it's so different as a business owner to be able to say this external entity that is my business has this policy that you read and signed that, you know, the business does not offer makeup lessons. That has a much different energy behind it and a much different feeling than I can't find time in my own personal schedule to do a makeup lesson right? And which one is easier to communicate? So when you think of your studio policy as a business asset that helps you run your business, it separates you from the business, okay? And it gives you a little bit of a, of a way to communicate with parents that isn't as personal because it's about you being able to run a business that works for you and you can point back to the policies of the business. Now, another tip to unleash the power of your studio policy is to be very clear and very concise but include everything. So you'll see a lot of different things. I used to, um, I created, there was a time in my career where I was teaching at a college and I created a pedagogy certificate problem. I'm sorry, not problem. <laughs> a pedagogy certificate program for people in the community that wanted to have a certificate for piano teaching, but maybe didn't want to pursue a four-year performance degree. And um, when I was creating this program, I was of course doing tons and tons of research in creating all the classes for this program. And one of the parts of this progress, pro sorry guys, one of the parts of this project, I need to slow down here a little bit, was to do research on studio policies. And I, so I spent like hours and hours and hours just Googling and just exploring teachers' studio policies on their websites. And I was doing this to gather as much information as I could for the classes that I was designing. And what I noticed is that a lot of, you'll hear kind of like variations on opposite things. So some people say your studio policy should be as concise as possible as concise as possible, as short as possible, because if it's too long, people won't read it. 
And then other people say, you know, your studio polish should be as comprehensive as possible and it should be as long as you need it to be. And I think the sweet spot is somewhere in between, somewhere where you are being clear and concise. You're not overly explaining, but you are including everything that you need to include so that you don't have to keep having those conversations. So for example, like when you sign up for a yoga studio and you're reading their policies or you're signing up for their monthly membership, they're not explaining the cost to you, right? Like they're not saying unlimited monthly membership is X amount of dollars. And the reason that we charge this much is because we have to make a living and X, Y, and Z. And we know it's more than some yoga studios, but blah, 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 blah. They're not overly explaining. And I see a lot of teachers trying to over explain and justify why the policies are in the studio policy. And this is a huge mistake. You don't need to justify or explain why your policies are the way they are. They can be incredibly clear. They can be incredibly concise. Lessons are this cost for this amount of time. Tuition is charged blank. This is how it's charged, whatever. This is the late fee or whatever you want to do, but like very clear and concise, but also with enough information that you are clear in your communication and you're communicating everything that the potential students need to know so that they're not confused. And so they're not asking you those same questions over and over and over again. You want to make sure you include like what happens if they pay late or if their credit card gets declined, what happens if they need to reschedule a lesson? Do you even do that? Um, all of those things need to be in there but you can be concise and you don't need to over explain. Now, the third way that you can unleash the power of your studio policy is to be strict, be very, 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 very strict. And I know when I say this, people's like get really mad at me. <laughs> people, the hair on people's neck starts to stand up and they start to get a little defensive. So oftentimes I will advocate like, you know, no makeup lessons and pretty strict policies. That's, that's, I would say that's one of my most strict ones. It's like no makeup lessons. And I had this in my studio policy for a very long time. Um, I don't really work as much with one-on-one -on -one client clients anymore, but when I do, that is still my policy. There are no makeup lessons for any reason ever. And that includes if I miss a lesson, because I have something in my studio policy that says that I have a certain number of flex days in my year of teaching. And that way, if, you know, my daughter is sick or if I have a personal emergency, I also don't offer makeup lessons if I have to cancel up to two times a year. Now, no one has ever had a problem with this because it's in my policy and I take it seriously and therefore they do. And you know, maybe that um, repels some people from joining my studio, but that's fine because frankly, I don't want to work with the people that aren't the right fit for the energy of my studio. Now, I'm saying this all in a very boss way where I'm like, this is my policy and it's super strict and da 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 da. But really, behind the scenes, of course, I am a compassionate human. I am a musician. And so, on a case by case basis, if a student cancels with me and they say that, like, you know, they had a loss in the family or an unavoidable emergency comes up, I can make exceptions. When I have time and when I have energy, I can choose to make exceptions. And I do that because I'm a human and I understand that the people that I work with are humans and I am so grateful for them and I appreciate them. And so there is no reason that you can't make exceptions on the back end or that you can't be a human on a case by case basis. But when you are strict in your policies, again, it sets that expectation that you take your business very seriously. And therefore, your clients are also going to take your business very seriously. They're not going to mess around and they're not going to take advantage of you. Now, you can also then on a case by case basis, be compassionate and make exceptions to your policy. But it's a lot harder to have a loosey goosey policy. So say like, you know, 
for example, I'll give you an example. When I first started teaching, my policy was that I would give makeup lessons as long as people canceled with 24 hours notice. So what this created for me was a situation where I was always exhausted because I was always trying to find time in my schedule to do these makeup lessons. And there was a huge amount of pressure on me because really I was taking on other people's problems as my own. When other people had issues with scheduling, I was saying, I will accommodate my schedule to make up for your issues with scheduling. And so I got students that weren't super serious. They didn't take me very seriously. They canceled often. And it was really hard for me energetically. I felt like I was always scrambling. I felt like I was a little bit resentful also when I was there on a Saturday giving a makeup lesson or when I was taking time out of my own personal schedule to give a makeup lesson. And sure, I could have done that in a better way. Like maybe I could have had a block of time in my calendar to give makeup lessons, but I, w I was in school. I was practicing six hours a day and going to college and doing my coursework and running a studio. And I frankly didn't have time. So to give these makeup lessons, I was taking time from my personal calendar. And it was just a really good example of my policy not being very strict and me attracting students that also weren't very serious. And later in my business, when my policy changed to no makeup lessons, believe it or not, literally no one ever said anything about it. I never got pushed back, even when I had all of my students in my studio that I changed the policy for. So they had been used to me giving like makeup lessons and I changed it one year and I said, no more. There will be no makeup lessons for any reason. Did anybody quit? No. Did anybody actually give me any sort of pushback on that? No, I was terrified that they would, but they didn't. They didn't give me pushback and nobody quit and the world didn't fall apart. Everything was okay. I think honestly, it made them more respectful of me and of my business because they saw that I was taking it pretty seriously. They also saw that I was getting busier and they saw that I was valuing my time more. And so therefore they followed my lead and they did the same. And when I, you know, was working with one-on-one -on -one students still, I am now at the point, I still see students occasionally, um, people don't cancel lessons or if they do, they don't ask for makeup lessons because they just don't, they know that that's my policy. So really what has happened and the result of that is that my students were significantly more serious and took their lesson times more seriously. So that was a little bit of a long tangent to make the point, but I think you understand that you can be very strict in the studio policy. And that really helps to unleash the power of what your studio policy can do for your business. And then of course, on the back end, you can be human and you can make exceptions. You can make adjustments on a case-by-case -case basis as needed if you want to, but you don't have to. And having a strict policy ensures that you don't have to. All right. So I could go on and on and on about studio policies. Um, I know people always ask that question, like as a business owner, what is the topic that you could, you know, give a spontaneous speech on for three hours and not even have to prepare for it? For me, it's studio policies. I'm super passionate. I bet you could tell um, from this episode. Um, so I hope that that was super helpful. And if you are listening to this episode close to the time when it's being released in the end of May or the beginning of June of 2023, um, I want to let you know that I am getting ready to open up some um, private business coaching spots in my studio. I will probably have three spots that are going to be available this summer that are going to help you get ready for fall, help you get started on the right foot for fall. My business coaching uh, packages are designed to help you increase your income by 
revamping and making your teaching philosophy more compelling, which if you didn't listen to the episode, it's the previous episode from this one about your teaching philosophy, go back and listen to that one. So you know why it's important to have a teaching philosophy and how to make it compelling. Um, these packages help you level up your studio policy. So whatever problems you're having in your business, chances are we can look at your studio policy and solve some of those problems, um, so that we can save you some time, save you some energy and hopefully increase your income. And then also streamline your business practices to set you up with a solid foundation so that you can either grow online or get more students or both. So if you are interested in grabbing one of those spots or learning more, head on over to the show notes. Um, I have the link to my Instagram where you can send me a message. You can DM me on Instagram. I also am going to include the link to a form that you can fill out like an inquiry form so we can get connected and chat about it. And I will also link to a form that has just more information about those coaching spots. Um, so you can read some more details about that. Uh, you are all incredible. Thank you for spending your time with me. I love having these conversations with you and I can't wait until we get to chat again. Have a great rest of your day and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. I love connecting with open-minded business owners from all over the world. As you know, a studio policy is one of the most important assets of your business and a good studio policy will save you time and energy. For this reason, I created a free PDF with a list of three ways that you can level up your studio policy right now. To grab the free PDF, head on over to ashleyjyoung.com slash level up and the link is in the show notes as well. Talk to you soon.